0: Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Moore here, Mayo Are Back.
1: Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard, it's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, uh,
0: Mayo Are Back. Hello, it's your Kim John and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do, Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo are fucking back. Let them
1: say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world.
0: How do folks? You're very welcome to episode four, season five of the Mayo Are Back podcast. My name is Fat Larry. This is my second podcast here with Mayo Are Back, and having done so well the first time, I've been bestowed the honour of being allowed to present this podcast this evening and to introduce it to you the fabulous Mayo Inbreds all over the world. I'm joined this evening by a man who is a very, very special and new guest on the podcast this evening. You'll be surprised to hear. We're all about trying to keep things fresh here and keep it, you know, keep things pushing on and rolling over and all the rest of it. I'm joined by the one and only TJ.
1: How do folks? How are you getting on? And can I just say at this venture, before I say anything else, I want to thank Fat Larry and all the team here for inviting me on to this podcast. I've been a listener from the very first day one, right from the get-go, in whichever way this podcast has manifested itself, I've manifested myself every single step of the way. So I thank you, Fat Larry, and I thank all the listeners, all the
0: half-bakes, and all the not-wells out there listening today. And I think it's very appropriate at the top of the podcast this evening that we would just take the chance, I suppose, to say thanks to ourselves for being here and for taking Mm. the opportunity and taking the time out of our very, very busy lives to... You know, just come on here and give our 10 pence on the comings and goings of Mayo football and Mayo life in general in a broader context. There's a lot going on. It's a very exciting time of the year. It's one of those special podcasts. We don't have too many of them these days where we actually get to talk about football. We've got so used to just manifesting ourselves over a range of topics in and around the game. But to actually be here today to preview and look ahead to the 2021 season it's a really, really special occasion and as you can hear from our voices here and from everyone here at Mayo or Back, you know, we're all just so, so excited. It's one of those situations, I suppose, where we are our own
1: harshest crickets here at Mayo or Back, but we're also, in a much more real sense, our own biggest fans. I don't think anyone could claim to be a bigger fan of us than we are of ourselves already. And to be sitting here in Season 5 of this programme, Episode 42 or there thereabouts, I do believe, It's an amazing position to be in, an unbelievably privileged and well-established position of power within the Mayo GEA trifecta. And we're right at the very heart of it, holding hands with the inbreds who listen to us, stepping forward into the breach and saying, Mayo are back. And in terms of being back, Fat Larry, seems like a very good place
0: to start today's show. How back are we at the moment? We are really are back. This is very, very special this evening. Obviously, season five, episode four, you know, the number four is very, very special. You know, it's a great number, really, when you think about it. It's not just that number. It's also the first podcast of the new 69-year footballing cycle. Obviously, we've had podcasts so far in 2021, but we've had none in and around the football season actually taking place. And this is the beginning now. And Saturday or Sunday or whenever the hell the game is on against, you know, the one who Mayo are playing. I don't know who they're playing yet. I'm sure we'll get to it later on at some stage. That game marks the new cycle now, a cycle which ended or began back in 1951 and ended in Crow Park last December. And we can look forward now to what's going to be, you know, a really, really fruitful period of football, you know, here in Mayo, where no doubt... We will win countless All-Ireland titles, starting, of course, uh, this year, which, you know, is an absolute certainty in my mind. This seems like a very
1: good time, Fat Larry, to just release a very brief statement just to encapsulate some of our feelings about that. But we at Mayo are back. We apologise unreservedly for last year claiming that, in fact, 2020 was the year in which the prophecy was due to manifest itself. You know, that was totally wrong. But at the same time, we'd like to come out strongly defending ourselves in that sense where we were hardly going to go into a championship season not thinking that we were going to win, Sam. So we had to say things, we had to believe things in order for that dream to come true. The minute that that dream dashed, we realised it was all a load of bollocks and that the actual prophecy, Olmore's almanac has said it, Back's almanac has said it, the curse will last for 69 long years of pain and when those 69 years of pain end 69 years of pure pleasure shall commence. And that is starting this weekend Fat Larry when Mayo are back I mean Mayo GA head out in the National Stra-Alliance League against
0: Rhino Do and they'll be playing against I believe they're going the to the county be of Down Down Mayor are going to get down on Sunday. Well, getting
1: down and dirty with those Northerners and the Mournsiders, that will be the item of agenda on Sunday when James Horgan delivers his team talk. He'll be saying, be careful of your usage of the words up and down here because this could be misinterpreted or misconstrued in any number of ways. When Mm -hmm. people from down, you know, they're going to be familiar
0: with that sort of terminology already very, very well. Absolutely. And I think... I would just like to make a special point to the listeners You know, there's a few days to go until the start of the new Division 2 football season But I would just like to make sure that the listeners know that It's not enough for us to be on here manifesting each other You know, and us manifesting the listeners We have to make sure that the listeners at home now are manifesting themselves As much as possible in the lead up to the game the next day You know, it's really, really important, you know the terraces in McHale Park, plan, you know, are going to be absolutely empty on Sunday. But we need to make sure that we're doing all we can, you know, around the county and around the world to make sure that that energy, that inbred spirit, manages to manifest its way inside McHale Park. And I'm sure the players will feel it and they'll appreciate it. And you know, that's what we need now. You know, to to get over the line here and to win. You know, a really coveted division two title you know it's the competition that everyone wants to be in it's a competition that you know we haven't played in for a very very long time frankly I'm very very excited by it and I think we should also just take the opportunity to thank the GAA unreservedly for making the Alliance League season shorter this year because to be honest the fact now that we don't have to sit through A full round of seven games of shite Allianz League Division 2 football is really good. They said, you know, Mayo are far, far too good to be playing Division 2. We're going to make the season shorter and we're going to just have them play three games and make a very, very quick exit and back up to Division 1 again. So I think, to be fair to um, the powers that be in, in the GAA and up in Crow Park, they've seen sense here, do you know? And in the same breath, Fat Larry, I would attack those same boffins in HQ of Crow Park or
1: the Connacht Council or wherever they do in fact reside. Because this idea of playing a national league without having a DFB league under your belt, that to me now is a bit of a slap in the face to Mayo fans. The Mayo fans that get out of bed on those cold January afternoons, make the trek down to Father Flanagan Park and watch Mayo put an absolutely ramshackling performance in against someone like GMIT or the Sligo VEC. The fact that we're going without that this year, that hurts now. And it's almost like a slap in the face to all good and honest and true
0: Mayo fans out there. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a slap in the face for, you know, these, particularly all these sexy young Mayo players we've had. So many of them have been you know, deprived of the chance to play DBF League football. I think it's really, really unfair. But, you know, you can only, as you said, you can only, you know, dance with the girls in the hall. You can only, you know, read the situation the best way you can. You know, these guys, in fairness to them, from what I've seen so far, they haven't let the trauma of not playing the DBF League get to them. They're looking really good. And we're going to be talking about some of the new guys who are, you know, Gunning for those positions as well Later on You know there's some guys That we're going to be looking out for Some guys who are looking well You know I think it promises To be a very very fruitful Couple of months ahead now For Mayo I often say on that matter Fat Larry That you can't fist two balls At the same time No And I don't think
1: a truer word Has ever been spoken In regards to this current context But you want to talk about The Mayo football team As of course I do And I'm sure the the listeners do I like to talk about it From time to time Yeah. So these guys That we have at the moment We got a sneak peek we got a little insight into what exactly is going on in the cauldron that is Mikhail Park at the moment. When there was a little photo shoot taken last Thursday and it was leaked onto the web in a very specific way. It was on Sportsfile. The following morning, I got up to have my morning walk and I wanted to look at those pictures while I was out for my walk and they were gone. Every single one of them was gone. And I'm very curious as to why that was. And one theory that has been put forward by a good colleague of ours... JP, you may remember him. He reckons that this new crop... There's a distinct lack of sexiness involved in this new crop. And I'd be inclined to agree with him. And that is no reflection on the young lads that have been brought in more power to them. Lovely, young, gorgeous, young, fine, fit, fabulous guys. But, I mean, we're talking about what we have lost here. Mm. What we have lost in the last few months... January, Fat Larry, it's hard to believe it was five months ago, but remember our own country broad and our own players and PRO and everyone got together to put us through the ringer. They absolutely minced us with five days of retirements in a row. Then when we caught our breaths and we thought it was over, they gave us a week off till they announced Keith Higgins, the best player of the last of them, was gone. So what they did to us a few months ago... I think it was a sick act when we had only lost an All-Ireland Final a few weeks ago. We're so mentally fragile as Mayo fans to begin with. We have so much baggage and trauma Mm. that we lug around on our backs in our A4-sized Cordial Mayo travel sacks. that That's a monkey we can't shake off our back.
0: No, but I think in these times, you know, TJ, you've got to find positives wherever you can. And, you know, I think one thing that's very refreshing for us as as Mayo fans, you know, myself and yourself, we've been on the road a long time following Mayo football, you know, probably longer than we'd even care to remember, you know, and we've had some we've had some bad days we've had plenty of good days as well you know mm-hmm. and I think it is always nice you know when the spring or in this case the summer rolls around once again and you know we get a little bit older and you know we're probably getting a little bit balder and you know we're just kind of going over the hill a small bit now at the stage but just to see you know these fine fellas just keep turning it out year on year you know they're they're just still there and, and you know in fairness to them some of them they're all there you know we don't know if they've got the football ability yet we don't know if they're going to be you know a, just a continuation of, I suppose, the the losing mentality that we've seen to develop so well over the years here in Mayo. But you got to hand it to them. They're, you know, from the outside, they look like they could be the real deal, you know. Look at Fat Larry,
1: you said it to me yourself and now privately, of course, and off the record. But I don't think the listeners will mind if we get the record straight mm-hmm. and include this little bit onto the record where you said, you know, I keep getting older. With these young Mayo prospects coming through, they just stay the same age. And it's a beautiful sediment, and a sediment mm. I would like to echo to my fullest with
0: all of my convictions. Absolutely. And, you know, it's going to be very exciting now to see the Mayo players out on Sunday with the big balls. They're going to be, you know, these are the players who, you know, they just seem to have it. We saw the Mayo players, you know, play with small balls last weekend in McHale Park. Of course, our former player, Keith Higgins, as well, was lining out for... Um, the Mayo Hurlers Which is, is good to see You know it's, it's nice to see That he's not You know Completely abandoned The county and stuff like that Like some of the rest of them But we won't go there now At this stage But you know He was described In one of our local paragraphs As being a wizard with a wand
1: And I've often imagined You know Some of these Mayo Hurlers What their wands Would look like in a way But I suppose I don't
0: even care To imagine TJ To be honest I don't allow myself To go there
1: you know, sometimes it's like an extension of their body and mm. we it would be so remissive of us not to give our fair dues and fair credit to all involved in last weekend's tremendous performance for the Mayo Hurlers yeah. in which they've played a team in McHale Park, of course. But we cannot allude to that game without talking about the absolutely stunning point from the goalkeeper whose name, of course, escapes me at this current moment. I'm sure the Mayo are back researchers and fact checkers are working on this away in the background but what he did Fat Larry I don't know if you quite saw it yourself or some of the listeners mightn't be sure what I'm talking about we're talking about a, a, a short hurling a kick a puck situation mm-hmm. a quick little one two little snippy snappy wristy tippy tappy sort of manoeuvre comes back to the goney again plants the foot and welts it over the bar from about 135
0: metres out mm. Fint and Rudy wouldn't get a look in Stunning stuff really And like we could only hope now That you know Our own gonies You know At the Mayo football team You know On the football side of it this year You know we'll be, Would be able to maybe Start kicking the ball over the bar From our kickouts as well You know It would be a really uh, Good addition to have You know If you kind of Just put the ball straight over All these You know you know, the, the rough and tumble that does happen around the middle of the field. If you could start just kicking the ball straight over from the kick out, like, that would make our lives an awful lot easier. Big and time, cut out the middle men altogether. Mm. But the
1: longevity that this Gerald Kelly has got in his stroke is absolutely fantastic. And thank you to our researcher, Patsy Broderick, for supplying me with that name. Gerald Kelly's long stroke of the ball, it was absolutely magnificent to see where Mayo put Derry to the sword in a two point victory. Mm. But I'm picturing him now in the red and green of Mayo. <laughs> in a big ball sense scenario and I'm thinking to myself would that same sort of length trajectory would it carry over with the hurl to the the GEA football it's hard to know but it
0: could be worth a try and who knows I suppose one of the great unknowns this year is you know, having represented us so well for so long and for minding our bag so well for so many years, you know, we will see Mayo lining out this year with the new Goni. And there is some, you know, guys there, some young pretenders, some, some new guys who are looking to, you know, make that number one jersey their own. No more so than young Robbie Henley, you know, who's going to be lining out in the bag for Mayo this year, no doubt. And, you know, it's, it's a big occasion for him, you know. Look, he- I've been a big fan of Robbie Hennessy for a long time. And I've
1: always said that he should have been given more of a shot. You know, David clark he's been blocking up the goal in a good way, but also in a bad way. He's been blocking the path for some of these younger gonies to come through and to flourish.
0: So I think Robbie Hennessy now could be your number one man going forward this season. And a guy who, you know, has seen such limited, you know, game time over the the brief, brief period that he's been part of this Mayo squad as well. So, you know, why not give him a go? You know, he's very much untested, unproven. You know, maybe he could be the answer to our problems. But, Fat Larry, there's a plethora of new young
1: guys coming up in all areas of positions and all areas throughout the field and in whatever way is deemed necessary on the day, fellas mm-hmm. are willing to go into positions that they wouldn't be comfortable with. Yeah. I myself was in a situation with your good self last night where I wasn't quite used to the scenario that I was placed in, but stuck the head down, stuck at it, gave it my best shot. I think all parties were happy at the end. And that, that, of course, being, you know, looking forward and planning for Division 2 football, of course, wasn't it? Yes, that was what we were doing Correct. last night. But the Mayo players, if they can bring one eighth of the mentality that we have to their work that we bring to our work
0: I would feel very confident and very satisfied yeah you know and it's always at this time of year as well you you know it's really exciting I suppose for a Mayo Inbred such as ourselves you know you're, I suppose your mind is going into overdrive You're, you're manifesting yourself five, six you know maybe seven times a day in some cases depending on you know but that's the that's the beauty of having you know the long evenings and the sun getting up early in the morning and all that but one thing that I love doing this time of year, I really love it. I love picking out my, you know, players to look out for and to really get myself ready for over the championship season. And none more more so than this year, you know, there's there's so many new players coming through. You know, it, it's even hard to even make a short list. Never mind come up with your, your final one or two, do you know? I'm looking
1: at a long, long list here beside me, Fat Larry. There's been a lot of tinkering, a lot of tweaking. I can see that you've been tweaking yourself many hours putting this list together but you've managed to narrow it down to just three and this is the type of thing that we're up against here folks now where I'll set Fatlar a challenge, he'll put his mind to it and he'll come back with the results. So Fatlar who are your three to
0: watch in
1: 2021?
0: Well funnily enough after you know hours and hours of thinking and you know crossing out and tip X'ing and you know crumpling up the paper and starting again I actually came up with a a short list of three players to look out for for the 2021 season. And uh, to be honest, it's actually the same list that I have actually used on this, the corresponding podcast in season two, three and four. Um, I just, you know, I was looking at guys there, you know, there's, you know, there's there's new fellas coming through there. Some of their names escape me, you know, but there's there's a book there, I think, uh, from from there's a lad from Kilmina. I don't know when they ever heard of a lad playing for Mayo from Kilmina. Uh, you know, there's there's lads there from Bellmullet, and you know a young book there from Ballyharnas who managed to not play hurl and is playing football for me. They're all great, and you know young teenagers and all the rest of it. But now they're a bit young for me, TJ. You know, I I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy them now. I, I you know. They're all they would all look good and well in a in an FBD League game but sure. I don't know if they'd, they'd stand up to the heat of, you know, championship football. So, you know, the first one I've gone for is a guy who is, you know, you know, one of these years he's really going to break out and, you know, he's going to make that jersey his own and that's Conor Loftus. Really good, you know, young player and has a huge future ahead of him. He's an All-Ireland minor winner in the last couple of years. I think he could do great things for Mayo. Fergal Boland is another one. Fergal is really good, you know. He's he seems to have put on a bit of size there in the last while. You know, he's you know he must be eating well there at home. Someone must be looking after him and cooking for him and all the rest of it. So nice to see him growing up now. And if he, you know, he might. Add an inch or two now in the next couple of years. He's not gone past that stage yet, so you know he might. He'll turn into a fine big fella, and he has you know all the skills as well, and you know fabulous guy and all the rest of it. So, fabulous. Yeah, he could be. He could be a good one. And the last one, of course, then is a ceremonial. One is Stephen Cohen. Uh, you know, I can't say can't say enough about this guy. You know, he could. He could. He could literally be anything, and you don't know what he's going to do. You know, from game to game, could could you know could make pure magic and he could also break your heart as well but that's why we love him you know
1: well it's no good Fad Larry you know sitting here and spouting out the side of your mouth like that without James Horgan pulling his head out of his hat and giving it a shot because if he'd been listening to this podcast five years ago he would have known where we stood on these particular issues nothing has changed in that time so we would be urging him and compelling him when he's listening or whether it's you know one of the backroom team that listen this listen to this podcast and filter it back to them, that they, you know, use this kind of high level of clinical thinking and critical theory that we have here on this on this particular podcast. I would have a fear, Fat Larry, about some of the young guys that made the breakthrough last year. We're talking about our O'Sheen Mulligans. We're talking about our Johnny Conroy's, this fella's left, right and centre mm-hmm. that cropped up and came through the ranks. And, you know, they say your first year is meant to be a tough season, but wow, did these guys show all the right stuff. They showed us their stuff throughout the campaign and they had a remarkable season. A lot of them picking up major accolades, of course. But I would be very fearful about this season coming now with the potential reintroduction of the fans. Mm -hmm. Because that, for these guys, will be a whole new fish full of kettles. Because playing in front of an empty Crow Park, absolutely grand. Playing in front of an empty McHale Park, yeah, fine, we'll make do. Playing in front of McHale Park with three or four thousand of the least well-informed, mm-hmm. most passionate inbreds you could ever possibly imagine coming in through the gate, that would give them
0: a baptism of fire like they've never had before. Yeah. And to be fair, you're talking Division Two football now as well. You know, there's not going to be any, you know, the the riffraff or the chaff you might find at a Dublin game or a Kerry game when you're playing above in Ryanahan. You know, you're down here in Division Two. And it's only the most unwell half-bakes that are going to be coming in in a normal year to to watch these games. Obviously, they're going to be, you know, streaming in on, on the radio and all the rest of it, you know. But, you know, it, it scares me to even think about, you know, how you know unwell the Mayo supporters are. You know, I suppose it's one of the advantages of maybe the long break. You know, it's actually allowed me to maybe forget about it a little bit. But they're going to be back soon in all of their glory and you know it's 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 scary but it's also it's it's kind of magic as well when you think about it and I suppose with 20 minutes gone the podcast it's been a, I suppose about half an hour since I set up Mayo so I just thought I'd get in that, that in there do you know
1: yeah and I have to
0: agree with that
1: there's, there's every fibre of my being screams Mayo or magic at me right now and I want to believe it I'll probably, in my own mind, try and quell those thoughts for a couple of more weeks at least. Mm-hmm. At least until the Shrath Rangado Lianz is finished. Maybe at that venture then I'll be able to indulge some of my more deluded Mayo thoughts. But I do feel deep down that this is the year and there's no way of convincing me that it's not. And that's without seeing Mayo train, play, hearing any team news or any updates like that at mm. all. There's just... There's just something inside me that says Mayo are going to win, Sam. And I don't think I can be wrong again, because I have been wrong on this once or twice before. Well, we've been wrong 69 times before,
0: uh, TJ, you know. Well, you know what they say, Fat Larry, 69 wrongs make a right. Oh, 100%. Couldn't agree with you more and would like to just echo that all over this broadcast this evening. And, you know, I suppose one thing that I love doing is... I love giving out about Mayo, TJ, to be honest. But one thing I love even more than that is just saying, you know, how magic Mayo is and how lucky we are, you know, to come from such a, you know, an inbred and fabulous place. And, you know, on top of that, then, you know, one thing that I love doing, I suppose we we love, you know, we love talking about what players we're going to look out for. But I know in particular for you, one of your favourite pastimes is to, you know give out about, you know, players outside of the panel who probably should be within the panel. That's, you know, something I know you hold quite dear to your heart and has passed many a long evening for you when you're at home and in the bed on your own. Is there any players that you can think of now off the top of your head, TJ? And I I might be putting you on the spot here by asking this question, but are there any inbreds outside the the, the team who you'd love to see come back in? I'll really have to think about this now. Michael Hall
1: Mm. and Keane Hanley. Could they plug our hole? Oh, I would have those two boys those plug, boys plug a hole? both holes, to be honest with you, because there's, you know, there's leaking gaps everywhere on the field. These are guys that have been in there and they've been tossed out, tossed off in a way, mm. and it's not good enough. And They've been in and around it. Yeah. Well, we have a penchant here in Mayo for retiring our best players before they're finished. We've seen it with Kieran McDonald. We've seen it with Conor Mortimer. One could argue we've seen it even with... David Clark, Andy Moran in a way. Do you know, we're we, we are very quick to say in Mayo, enough is enough. That's enough of you, on to the next one. And this crosses codes, no more than myself, Larry. This, you know, it crosses codes in a way that we've seen the same manifestation occur with the women. Maybe the hurlers are the only ones that have the right idea. They're kind of on the other end of the spectrum in a way, where they're saying, well, we'll just wait, <laughs> we'll just wait until... You've retired from whatever sport it is you're playing, and then we'll go in and nab you. We'll play the long game. Mm. But there's something about the way football is viewed in Mayo where we always think what we have is not good enough, and we always think there's something better on the outside. The grass is always greener on the outside on the other pitch. Mm -hmm. The grass is always greener on the pitch that you're not training in in January or February. That's a fact. But you don't even know what time of the year it is now because we had only in our old age become accustomed to the Mayo cycle throughout the year. Why am I feeling such strange thoughts in January? Why am I full of rage in March? Why am I getting really nervous in May? And why by the time June comes can I not think about anything other than Mayo winning Sam? We had just about put terminology and put structure on that calendar and COVID has come and thrown it to the wind. Mm-hmm. So it's all very up in the air now. If you're a Mayo fan and you're going through harrowing Mayo thoughts at this time of the year, all I could say is sit yourself down on the couch, listen to some nice Mayo songs. Ones that, you know, talk about semi-finals won and conic finals that were handed to us and even, you know, the sadder ones about... Mangers that, you know, met their end far before their time. Mm -hmm. But whatever you have to do to get through, do it. That's what I say as a Mayo fan. And don't be worried about a bit of Mayo self-care. And we've talked about manifesting each other, but manifest yourselves
0: as well, if if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me, TJ. And like, I would always tell the listeners out there, you know, that perspective is, you know, really important. And, you know, whatever about... You know the the pain and the you know the, the the sense of loss that we've endured as a county over the last sixty nine terrible terrible years. One thing that scares me even more is to consider what life would be like you know if Mayo were to win the All Ireland you know when you think about it, you think of all the the time we spent agonizing over defeats that have taken place over the last number of years and you know how we can tell people from other counties about how hard done by we've been by bastard and refs, and you know, all the rest of it. I don't even want to go there. But what would life be like, you know, if we were to win an on Arnold? You know, I I wouldn't know what to do with myself, really. You know, it's there's a great sense of security I think in you know, you know, knowing that Sam isn't going to come through the door anytime soon. You know, I've I've become hardened and independent on my own. You know, what what will happen, you know, if 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 that day does come? I suppose, Larry,
1: in a way, it's one of the real struggles of the human condition, as it were, because sometimes you cannot be happy unless you have something to be unhappy about. Mm. And that's where we find ourselves in this position. And it's an awkward position to be in, but it's been a very enjoyable ride now for me over the past few years. And I hope this ride is going to continue on for many, many years
0: to come, in a way. Definitely, you know, and I suppose one worry that... You know, we've had, you know, over the last couple of weeks as well, speaking about things that have been upsetting for us. You know, we got news there a few weeks ago that possibly our our wonderful leader and and captain of this this great footballing county, you know, Audio Shea, trademark, um, picked up a a puncture. He hit a road bump, as it were, at training a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I heard he had a flat.
1: Mm. He had a flat out on the pitch in McHale Park he was rushed straight to J.J. Burks for a once-over and they determined that the best thing for him was to give him a a brand new spanking Audi car to ease the pain, you know, and kind of as an apology almost to say we're sorry about the flat tyre that you got there, lad, but we hope we did our best for you. But what a relieving and satisfying picture it was to get on that Friday morning. You know, we had spent many nights and days lying awake anxiously wondering whether whether ADOX was going to be able to play or not. And then that beautiful moment of seeing him hunkered down beside the car. He's saying there to the Mayo public and the GA public at large, he's saying, I'm ready to rock for this season. Check out this knee flexibility. I am ready to go.
0: My knee is going to bend if the price is right. If, if you're willing to pay me, if you're willing to put, put wheels under my bum, I'll, I'll do it. And that's, you know, it's, it's, very, it's a very honourable stance to take, I think, you know, and one that we very much stand behind here. Very much so Indeed.
1: I suppose, Larry, at this venture, you know, as much as this is a pro-Mayo propaganda podcast, listeners, eagle-eared listeners, will have known over the last few years in particular that it's become almost as much of an anti-Dublin GEA rhetoric sort of podcast as it is a pro-Mayo one. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we take this opportunity to release the news of the recent investigation, and that is that the GEA have closed their case They have investigated the Dublin players fully for their breaching of COVID protocols and their findings say that they did nothing wrong. Would you
0: concur? Well, I could only, you know, agree. you know, you can only take it at its worth, you know. Uh, Pillar Caffrey, I think, led the investigation on behalf of Vanguard the Shia Khan, and you know, we can only say that rightfully, you know, that the that the due process was followed, and you know, all of the the relevant paperwork and documentation was completed. And and if that was the case, well, then you know, all we can do is say best of luck to Dublin and, and well done to them. And you know, I hope they have a. A very successful and fruitful uh, 2021.
1: And in terms of their majorship now, Wedgie Farrell, of course, was serving his three-month house arrest ban. He's been, you know, as punishment for allowing his team to train, he's been tied up in a back room somewhere for the past couple of months. But he's going to be released now soon as well. And his
0: impact could do absolutely untold for the Dublin team this season. Oh, he could, you know, he could, you know not only you know has he potential to sweep changing rooms all over you know just Grow Park obviously because that's the only place they play in but you know we might even see him mopping changing rooms or you know whatever getting we getting the disinfectant
1: out we've already mm. heard rumours about the Dublin players getting down on their knees and disinfecting each other's balls which is commendable in a way I hope our own Mayo boys are at it you Definitely, don't want you know, to be left
0: behind. COVID protocol and all the rest of it. You know, it's very, very important that, you know, these, these things are being adhered to. Oh, it's for COVID protocol. Exactly. That's right. yes, oh. the one, yeah. Okay. No, I think we were... Uh, I get it now. It's been a long time since there's been a game, guys. You know, it's not easy. You know, you're the, the mind plays tricks on you and all the rest of it. But, you know, it's very, very exciting now. And as we were saying there at the top of the podcast, believe it or not, Mayo are playing a game this weekend. And yes. And it would, it would be remissive of us. You know, I suppose we might as well end the introduction resection to the podcast and take a very very brief look at what promises to be a, a very very mediocre game of Rhino ado Pell E Port McHale you know so, uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be great you know, you know it, there's going to be nobody there it's going to be probably windy you won't be able to see it the pitch will be bumpy it is untelevised, I believe. Untelevised, yeah. So we'll
1: probably be listening to Mad West. We'll have the dulcet tones of Michael D Mac Android,
0: and hopefully maybe more Gene Carney. Isn't it absolutely fabulous to think that you know Mayo football? All we know now about Mayo football is going to be projected exclusively through the eyes of Michael D. McAndrew and Martin Kearney. You know, this is the stuff of dreams, really. You know, we've, we've obviously, we've listened to Martin Kearney commentating on the wireless while we were standing up on Hill 16 in years gone by. But, you know, you could always kind of, you know, see the game in your own head as well. But the fact now that, you know, the game is literally going to be just through his point of view is going to be, it's going to be magic. The Mayo propaganda machine will be pulling out all
1: the stops to make sure the fans are happy and satiated by the performances that we hear as opposed to see and it is a shame that we're not going to get to see these boys because they are togging out in a brand spanking New Jersey mm-hmm. which I'm led to believe is you know going down an absolute treat in training they're having a lot of fun you know the rough and tumble and all that goes with it of course in whichever which way but that's one thing that I'm going to be very sad now and let down and I'm going to miss that a lot until the day comes when we can stand on the terraces again and abuse our own. Like we were born to do, Fat Larry. We often sat there on our father's lap and we heard him call Mayo players bollockses and every word under the sun in a way. And, you know, we need to do that now to inspire the next generation because there will be Mayo fans out there that haven't had
0: these unbelievably powerful, formative experiences. Definitely. And, and funnily, you should mention, you know, chastising and lambasting Mayo footballers from the terraces. I suppose it comes back to this game this weekend against Down. I remember specifically back in the year 2019, we, we went up to Park Esler above Newry on a lovely sunny evening and we played Down above there in a qualifier game. And I remember standing beside a half-bake on the stand who, you know, for me, it stands out in my mind as being one of the most, you know, vicious and you know, I would say anti Mayo Mayo supporter I've ever seen. You know, the some of the words he he used, you know, are, are not fit for you know broadcast on this podcast or any podcast out there for that matter. But you know, I think a guys like him now, and you know, I I remember specifically, you know, the down players that night. You know, I suppose as a as a Mayo football podcast we should probably analyse the game at some some depth and if I can be completely honest here to you, TJ and to all the listeners, I, I don't know too much about this down team. I, I don't know any of their players or or their, who manages them or anything like that. But that's neither here nor there. I, I just do know that you know from that night up in up in Park Essler that some of them were very orange. They had an unnatural tan, from what I can remember. That's that's all that stood out for me. I, I wasn't taken in, you know, whether they were right-footed sure. or left-footed or what their skills or their fitness was like. That's pretty much all I, I have to, to offer on this down team, unfortunately. That's a, a very interesting insight now. That's some
1: real critical analysis. Well, it's why they, they, they pay me so much to come on here, do you know? But of course, I suppose my, you know, memories from that particular day... Are hazy. They're they're a bit of a blur, really, to be quite honest with you. But when you think about down teams down through the years, you know we'll have to watch out for the old reliables: Benny Coulter, Marty Clark, Johnny Poland, Peter Canavan, Peter Canavan, Joe Broly. These are the type of names that are synonymous with down mm. football. And you know, I suppose if I was to advise the Mayo players, I'd be telling them to get right stuck in right from the very get go, in a way. And you know, don't use this as an opportunity to get relegated again it was obviously a beautiful honour and a privilege to see Mayo going down into Division 2 but I wouldn't like to see that slide continue any further I would ideally like us you know to stay up I suppose securing our safety in Reina 2 uh, pell alliance this season is mm-hmm. the most important thing consolidation consolidation, yes. and then maybe building on that into the future where we maybe could possibly look at revisiting
0: Division 1 or at least the Division 1 tier of the FTDB Allianz League Absolutely you know it's a lot of good can come from this you know it's it's exciting to think you know that we're going to be you know after the, 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 the uncontrollable excitement of playing down in McHale Park this weekend we get to look forward to the taking the long and windy road to Mullingar you know you get a head up there and you know, you 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 know, may we're going to get to stop at Lac you know, before that game as well. You know, that's that's great to see, you know. And then, obviously, then we can look forward to a game against Meath. Then the week after, you know, these these things, as you can hear, are just. They have our tongues very, very wet now at this stage. And, and really and truly, we just can't wait for the season to get going now.
1: Yeah, that Westmeath game now, it really does wet the appetite when you can picture the full squad of the Mayo team going into Balnalac and getting a jambon and a bottle of water each and heading back onto the bus, you know, with the hard yards done and the last bit of meticulous tweaking to be done mm-hmm. from there on. I think we have got every right to say that this could be our year in both league yeah. terms and And more importantly, in championship terms. But the year is long. We'll get to that, Fat Larry. I suppose at this venture, we're still very early days into this podcast for today. But I suppose it's time to get that little bit of fan interaction that we so love and so crave will be extending the hand of friendship to you supporters our day one and otherwise you know to get in touch let us know where you'd like to see things going this season is there anything you'd like us to see us doing or hear us doing or see us making even as it were i mean we're a blank canvas here folks we only work to serve you our paymasters, and explicitly we're referring there to
0: our cordia mayo our back the beautiful beautiful people that allow this to take place and speaking of the Cor Jamao are back as well, it would be remissive of us before we finish up this podcast. Not to say a hearty congratulations to one of our core Jamao are back members. Uh, she is a ballon robe inbred and it's very refreshing to see that she isn't a loser, which is great. That is Sarah Quinn, who of course had a great win running for Arnold. You know, it's, it's, it obviously goes to show, you know, there's great runners to come out of Ballon Robe because, you know, so many of them would have run away from the place for so long. And it's great to see now that she has gone and done that and turned it into gold. And, you know, hopefully now she'll go on now and, and win a, an, an owl gold medal for us at the Olympics coming up this summer. She's a European champion We're and
1: a big, big fan of us as well as we are a big fan of her. We're very proud. Yeah. And I'm sure, do you know, as with any successful player that comes out of Ballon Robe, I'm sure the... John Minstrels will be sniffing around her now at this stage to try and get that transfer done fairly quick.
0: Yeah, and you to, know. Be, to be fair to her, she, she bought two sets of Christmas cards. One wasn't enough. She actually bought two. She's that much of an inbred.
1: Well, you never know. As a sign of good gesture, there might be a little present winging its way towards you, Sarah Quinn. Congratulations. Keep wearing the inbred pride with distinction and keep representing your country in the best way possible.
0: That's so what we're all striving to do here, Fat Larry. Isn't that right? One of these days, we're going to win something. I can I can feel it. And it's coming, it's coming soon. But, you know, until then, you know, we just have to continue what we've done so well for so long. You know, keep manifesting yourselves out there. We'll continue to manifest each other on here. And, you know, all will be well. And, you know, things, things are going to look up for us eventually. And I'm sure one of these days, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get what we, we want, you know. This is only the
1: start of it, folks. There's a big season on the horizon. This is our year. You've heard it here first. I want you to spread that news as far and wide as it can go. All together now, folks, this is our year. One, two, three. This is our year.
0: And on that fabulous note, we're going to end it for this evening. Thanks for listening, guys. Up Mayo. We'll see you very soon. Well we
1: know where we're going, but we don't know where we been. And uh, just in relation to, to, to the two of you, you're you are in is a is 50-50 joint managership, would that be correct? Yeah. At
0: the end of the day, you know it's not about what you say before you go out. We're on the road to just about going out and making sure they're ready when the ball's thrown in at 3.30. We have um, a very, very experienced group of players who have great leaders among them, you know what I mean, right throughout the pitch or whatever. So, you know, it's not about messages before the players go out on the pitch because, you know, they're, as I've said all along, they're an experienced group of players. At the end of the day, You know, it's not about what you say before you go out.